，鬼岛之音。Ghost Island Media。Hey everyone, it's Nate here, recording from his home. New season is officially delayed. Boo! Delayed until May third. But first, I wanted to tide you over by talking a little bit about the show's anniversary, sort of how the show's developed, and also apologies for the bad audio setup. I have an expensive microphone here, and I have an audio box, but、um, I don't know how to use any of this. <laughs> and I'm at home, and、uh, Emily's not here, so this is what the podcast would sound like if I was doing it by myself. Anyway, on to a reflection. Three years ago today. We launched Waste Not Why Not, and what an innocent time it was back then. Pre-COVID, pre-global interest in net zero and carbon, we were so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and we wanted to just focus on greenwashing. I was annoyed that things like the ocean cleanup dominated the conversation, and that there was a focus on individual change. We believed that there was space for there to be sort of a mainstream. Complex, but not too complex. Environmental show about greenwashing. So a lot has changed since we started three years ago. The world has changed since we started three years ago. About a year or so, sort of around our our first anniversary for the show, we started to shift towards this concept called radical change. We were interviewing youth activists, former youth activists in Taiwan, activists in Peru. Product designers, politicians, CSR chiefs, writers, professors—it was this notion that we needed to have radical change. We needed to upend society and change systems if we were going to really lead to environmental differences. And that radical change season culminated in us going to the U.S. The American Association for the Advancement of Sciences invited us to their SciMic podcasting stage. We talked to Jane Lubchenco, who is the former head of NOAA and is now in the Biden administration. We visited companies. We talked with a cannabis researcher. We had a lot of content and a lot of interviews, and that's when the show. Uh, was really starting to take off, and I and I think we both feel the show was starting to find its voice, and it will have a new voice going forward. Still my voice, of course, but it will sound a little different. The new season's coming May third, and we've already teased the trailer a bit, but just to tease it a little bit more, we'll have a new logo, which I think captures the new direction the show's going in. We have me on a dirt bike, an electric dirt bike. We'll have coral researchers. We're going to talk about solar financing in both the U.S. and Taiwan. We're going to be talking about green buildings. It's it's really I think some of our best work yet, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So not only has the world changed, of course, with that the sustainability sector has changed. Right as the show was launching, youth climate activists were gaining popularity and. Influence, and that really made a difference. I remember being at Climate Week in 2019, shortly before COVID went off, and hearing a executive from a company say, "Now that we have these youth activists, we now have an excuse to talk about climate change in the boardroom." And I thought, "Wow!" Cynically, of course, I thought, "Wow! You always had the excuse. Why did you need children to show this to you?" But it really did make a difference. Those direct action events, protests, people putting themselves in the street, demanding climate solutions—that really made a difference. That created new networks. That created and inspired a whole generation of new activists, and that forced companies to really commit to dramatic new policies. Since COVID, we've seen 
a enormous number of companies commit to externally verified carbon targets, net zero carbon targets through the science-based targets initiative. We have companies going and supporting carbon removal, which seemed pie in the sky until a few, until really this year, honestly, having been in the climate space, my whole career, we are now as far as I've ever seen us. There is more mainstream attention on climate change than there's ever been. But we still have a long way to go. It's still not mainstream. Climate change quickly gets pushed aside when there's other crises. But I'm more optimistic than ever because more people, different people, not just scientists, not just environmentalists, regular people, artists, designers, video game nerds, for better or worse, blockchain people, many, many more people than ever are more interested in the environment. And they're trying to make a positive difference. I've also changed since the show started. When I started the show, I was at a public think tank in Taiwan called the Zhonghua Institution for Economic Research. While there, I was working on RE100, renewable energy commitments. I was working on the circular economy, and we were advising on government policies and projects. And I was very close to sort of what was happening in Taiwan. But about a year and a half ago, I decided to leave because in my career, I've always been trying to find the way that I can have the biggest impact. So I had an opportunity to join a company that was opening an office in Taiwan called Reset Carbon, and I took it up. And it has been a tremendous, a tremendously valuable experience. Reset Carbon has been around since 2009. It was started originally in Hong Kong. We have corporate services, so we help kind of the main headquarters of companies set carbon targets. And then we also work with their supply chains. And so what makes Reset Carbon a little different from others is that we have a very strong engineering team spread around the world. I'll let you go to our website or check us out on LinkedIn. I don't want to do a huge promotion, but I am really proud of the work that we do. And I find it very exciting and engaging and look forward to talking about it sometime in the future. But as my work has changed, so too has the podcast. I'm not just a researcher. Now I am working directly with companies as they try and navigate the climate crisis. And it's a lot more nuanced and complicated than you'd be led to believe. And I hope that there's a chance where I can share that more in the future. So for now, I just wanted to reflect on how the show has changed. When we first started, it was an experiment between myself and Emily. It was the first show for Ghost Island Media. And actually, the show's launch is also the anniversary of the company's launch itself, technically. And the show has just changed over time, as myself and Emily have found different ways to communicate environmental topics. We've had producers come in who've really helped shape the show in some profound ways, really helped make the show. We now have a new intern, Jerry, who's been helping out with the new season. And I feel that the more people who help and contribute to the show, the better the voice becomes. It's, it's not really just my voice. That is what you hear. But as I'm sure as you can hear me recording this now in my own home, um, there's a lot of people who make this show sound great. The, the direction of the show has changed. And, and one piece that's changed in the way that I communicate about climate change is that there always needs to be hope. Because I've realized that a lot of people have young kids who listen to this show. And I don't think that I fully appreciated how psychologically impactful it is for a young person to hear, we only have 10 years to stop climate change. And sometimes I'll see reports that say we only have three years or five years or whatever. Well, if you're 10 and you only have until you're 15 to stop climate change, but you don't even get to set your own bedtime, that's going to feel pretty anxiety inducing. So I want to explore new ways to talk about the environment. 
I think that there is such an interesting place now because so many people are interested in sustainability and climate change. I can just jump into it. And that allows for a lot more, I would say, middle of the road, middle path conversations about sustainability. And I'm really excited to share those more throughout the show. Um, and especially in the new season, I think it'll be very obvious. So that's enough of me gabbing. Sorry for the delay. I hope this tides you over. And if you have anything you want to see on the show, we are planning to make more episodes after this uh, new season. So if there's any topics you want to see covered, let us know and reach out to us on social media. Pod on Twitter. We have a Patreon. Just find me. You can just DM me on Twitter or the show. Uh, I don't always run the Waste Not Why Not Twitter. You should know that. There's much more talented people doing it than me. Um, all right, that's enough for me. My This is uh, Nature Nate for Waste Not Why Not, and uh, new season coming soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I don't know how we're going to end it, Emily. Just use the normal ending we use, I guess. Or just use this if it's funny. Okay.